Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Bobber You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, welcome to Go Home Bobby You're Drunk, the podcast where we, I, I th- this week I think we're just scratching our heads and wondering why the hell did we believe this? My name is Justin, I'm a former pastor. I used to teach people this and now I don't and I feel really at peace about that. And I have a co-host. Hello, I'm Tori. I am also a former former evangelical for 30 years i mean minus the five that i was only being told i was going to hell and didn't actually couldn't actually speak words so i couldn't do anything about it at the time and yeah i the further away i get from this the more i'm like oh my fucking god yes <laughs> like this is detached from reality yeah that's that's a gentle and very kind way to put it it's um yeah it's 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 wild so uh, they're having a good old time though they are like i mean i when they say ignorance is bliss they're not lying (laughs) (laughs) you know i will say i will you know former evangelical justin felt really good about a lot of things as long as i wasn't questioning something but just like just generally, like, yeah, I've got the universe figured out, and I know exactly who the evil people are. And, it's so nice when you know that. Yeah, and I'm going to elect people that are going to kill all those people, and we're going to be fine. So, yeah, and that was the Christian thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw this quote today on Instagram. Um, I'll look up the person who who said it, but it was some, it was along the lines of, addressing people that are like trying you know rooting for the rapture to happen (laughs) it was like jesus isn't gonna come back to earth and renounce the sermon on the mount and kill 200 million people for you you know that right (laughs) yeah they they don't actually they don't know that they don't and yeah that's i yeah because you had sent me something about like like QAnon folks like trying to accelerate the the downfall of the government yeah yeah accelerationists basically and i think that i think that evangelicalism there's like there's a lot of strands of it at least that are low-key accelerationists when it comes to the end of the world yeah Um, yeah absolutely they take that song you know the the earth is not my home i'm just a passing through uh to the extreme and they treat it like a (laughs) they treat the earth like a cheap hotel room and uh-huh. let's just trash the place and then Jesus will come back and fix it. Right. We're piecing out of here. Totally. And, and it's, it's, yeah. it's really mortifying. And I think I'm, I've just, I've been stuck on this for weeks. Just the idea that they sincerely don't think that the laws of physics apply to them <laughs> because mm-hmm. Jesus is coming back. It's like, get out of jail free card, like get out of the planet turning into a broiler. We're, we're going to sous vide ourselves. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be lovely. It's going to be great. And then right at the end, Jesus is going to come back and save us. You know, it's like, it's, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess that's, that's faith that I never had. I'll tell you that. Well, cause I mean, this might hurt some people's feelings, but like, do you have a lot of evidence of Jesus saving you from disaster? You know, ouch. Like, like, ouch. Like, did you, did you, 
actually get that parking spot you prayed for? You know, like, is that is that what you're going on? Or, you know, I, I don't I know if you know this, Justin, but if you drive around the parking lot enough times, eventually someone will come out and move their car. Yeah, that's I mean, I actually got a good parking spot at Chipotle today. Oh, love a, this. Well, the, see, well, here's where it's going. There's this Chipotle. This is like a, the parking lot's always packed. I found a good spot. I was like, all right, kids, I'm just going to walk on in and I'm going to get me the Chipotle that we ordered. And a person that was apparently hungrier than me had already come in and taken my meal, which I go back and forth. Well, I mean, because, OK, the Lord provided me a parking spot, but I would preferred a meal. The Lord provided someone else a meal for my meal. I went back and forth in the half hour. I was waiting for them to remake my meal between like, you know what? That person was really hungry to like. Fuck that person. I'm hungry. Like, I, I'm i just, I'm human, folks. You know, that was just what happened. But they remade it for free. It was fine. But like, yeah, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, apparently. And that's not someone I'm going to trust with, you know, my eternity. Yeah, my Chipotle does not have any good parking spots. So, I don't know. Justice? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I've, I have absolutely referred to evangelicalism as accelerationist theology before. Mm-hmm. Like that, that very much feels like what it is to me. And it's like, it's not like they try to hide it. They're like, obviously trying to like hasten the return of the Lord. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, like, but I'm like, the Lord said he'd come back on his own time, folks. Like, that's, I guess I, I do struggle with this because like the Bible pretty clearly spells out like. Y'all aren't going to get me to come back quickly, but yet they try. And so it's very odd to me. And like, I don't know, this last week they had this stronger men's conference, which which makes me want to like, like created like a drag show conference called strongest Mm -hmm. men's conference, you know, or it's just like a drag show. (laughs) I just I'm feeling this, but it which I mean. You know, I mean, like Mark Driscoll and all these other asshats are like headlining it. But it's like monster trucks and like pew pew and like tanks and stuff. And we're going to take the universe back for God or something. I don't know. Like, they're just really into like that one little snippet of revelation where like, you know, Jesus is like all, you know, metal. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you are so far removed from the plot. Like, I mean, we make fun of the Bible a lot on this podcast. Like, that's just kind of our shtick but also occasionally it still slaps and i don't recall anywhere in there that it's like hey man get you a tank roll it through a stadium and that's what pleases me you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or hey make a lot of laws about trans folks like just make their lives miserable like that's that's gonna do it you know mm-hmm. or like make your own country like i don't even really see that you know, like take back the Holy Land by military force. I don't see that either. Yet Christians do it. And so I I struggle sometimes with like, how, what is it that you call Christian nationalists? Like, what is it that they like? I mean, obviously you call them Christian nationalists, but like, are you a Christian? Like, I know I'm supposed to call you a Christian because I don't want to let it off the hook. I don't want let to let Christians off the hook and be like, well, those aren't real, quote unquote, Christians. Mm-hmm. But it's also like you've removed yourself so far from the plot like are you one it's kind of like this like the guy that 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 what's actually it's may the 4th today when recording so may the 4th be with you but like the person in the star trek uniform that's like doing the living long and prosper sign saying like may the 4th be with you like (laughs) i'm sorry you've lost the star wars plot here man like you're doing a shtick like you're in the wrong universe like, I mean, I guess you can come to the convention, but like you're you're here ironically. Like, that's kind of how I feel like Christian nationalism is. It's mm-hmm. like I, you, you're you kind of maybe mimicking it a bit, but you're not it. And I, I don't know what to do with that, really. Yeah, I, I, you know, I feel like I. I've said this before. I don't I don't know that I feel like Western Christianity can really be saved mm-hmm. from itself from how like just violent it is inherently, you know, I could, I could be wrong. Very, very open to being wrong. Would prefer to be wrong actually. But uh, (laughs) that said, yeah, there's, you know, I I think that at least for 
for the existence of like European culture in, on this continent, that's basically all it's been used for. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm not saying this is like a novel problem or like right. Christian nationalism just started folks. Like, no, like this is, right. this is baked in from like the Roman empire. So <laughs> I'm not saying it's new, but it is, but even the Roman empire cribbed Christianity, like, like Christianity cribbed cribbed from Judaism, like ripped mm-hmm. off a bunch. But I think the Roman Empire ripped off a bunch too, but they just kept the name as well. I think that's what we're yeah. dealing with. We're dealing with yeah. this very Romanized European supremacist religion that kind of like has the name Jesus and Christianity, like just to give it that old timey feel. <laughs> but it, it, it really, it has nothing to do with it. To mm-hmm. me, at least. That's the way I'm, like, feeling about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I agree. Like, with the, with, like, the, whatever the intention was, of, you know, if somebody's going to argue with me about, well, Jesus clearly was a real person, because, like, we have two distinct sources that say so. If that, if you're going to argue that, then, like, I don't think that you have any, you, you can't, you've lost me, personally, if what you were then going on to say is... And Jesus wanted me to vote for Trump. Like, Jesus wanted me to ban books. Jesus wanted me to, like, kill trans kids. Like, that's... No. Like, you can have one or the other. I'll let you have one or the other. You cannot have both. Yeah. Especially because Jesus is pretty clear about, like, not harming children. And taking care of the poor and the oppressed. You know, the oppressed by an empire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do I do want to like come back to this stronger conference though cuz I went to the website to check it out and it's you know it's it's pretty corny but like I don't think it's a lot different from any other like men's rights bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it is a uh, it at least if you buy your tickets for next year now it's 150 bucks. It's also 150 bucks if you want to watch online. Mhm. Yeah. Totally makes sense. And they don't ask for your gender. It's true. There's so, no gender uh, check. I don't know. I'm I'm real curious about that. Hmm. Uh, the frequently asked questions: Can my son come with me? You know, like, <laughs> oh, well, well, yes, we highly recommend that you bring your son. We're going to permanently ruin his hearing. <laughs> yes. It's I don't know. Like it's Tori. Maybe I'm just different. I mean, I I like a little machismo every now and then. I do. Like That's I'm fair. a gym rat. I like to yell when I lift weights. It's kind of fun. But like, I think sometimes it gets to a level where it's like, are you not convinced you're a man? <laughs> like, because yes. you're worrying me. Like, the third monster truck, like, <laughs> kind of tipped me off that maybe, maybe you're not sure. Like, this is like gender affirming care. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I have to put this on Twitter immediately. Yeah, go for it. And so I'm that's I'm like come on guys, like and there and there are so many ways to be a man too that aren't like there's one way to be a man. Monster truck adjacent. And my son loves monster trucks. He's two, but just for reference, <laughs> loves him a good monster truck. But I I me being, you know, much older than two. I have other interests and I'm just not, I'm just not sure that these guys are okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I suspect they're not really okay with themselves. Yeah. Like I just want to like hug them and give them a good cry. You know? Well, the thing is, right. It's like, if you were, if you're, if you have to try this hard to prove something like there's a point at which it's like, yeah, like you're saying, who are you trying to prove this to precisely? Mm Mm-hmm. Like everyone else? Yeah. Or are you feeling insecure about something, some choices that you've made, say? But I think that, I think some of that is like built into like evangelical theology of like, well, you're, you're bad. You're meaningless. You're not enough. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's like, Oh, I'm able to find if 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 the premise of your theology is like tearing you down and being like, 
you're a worthless worm, you're garbage, you should be thrown out. <laughs> yeah. Then it makes sense to me that they could also hand you something to be like, hey, we're going to gas you up and like make you feel strong and like teach you how you're supposed to be or like how you would have been if there hadn't been sin. Or so I don't even know like really yeah. what they're trying to get at precisely, but it is really fucking impressive. I mean, it's and it's I've been reading a lot about cults lately. It's kind of a cult tactic, honestly, to like get people who are down on themselves. Yeah. And like, kind of go like, oh yeah, like you, you, you're really, you're really struggling. Like you're kind of a piece of shit, but like we can help with that by yeah. our product. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're, you know, you're not really a real man, you know, unless you're like one of us, you know, so get your acid washed jeans. And oh, we're back know, to that again. Okay. I guess. I don't know. And it's just like, it, guys, like this is just not like this isn't the way, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't, as someone who's like definitely masculine presenting and very comfortable being masculine, it's, I just look at that stuff and I'm like, who, what, what, who is this for? Like, and, and also like, like you say it's for Jesus, but like Jesus was kind of like a queer hippie person of color that like, if they didn't run away in fear of something like that, certainly wouldn't be welcome in that space. Yeah. And, and that's where I'm like, like what this, like your quest for masculinity has become your God mm -hmm. in some way. And right. I don't know where that ends. Yeah. I know it's very, it's got a lot of fashy vibes for sure. I feel like most fascists are just trying to prove that they're men and I just want to say you are. If yeah. you want to be a man, you can be a man. And you just are. You don't have to do any work to prove yourself to anybody. You don't you don't have to do the laser light show. You don't have to like you know, wave around a tank. Like it's okay, man. Your dick is a perfect size and <laughs> it's okay. Like, I just, I, I don't know, like. I know, I, I, I love that, actually, because it we, we've talked about this before, but it's somehow, like, simultaneously, you are, you are inherently a man because you have a penis and that can never change. And also, mm -hmm. you are not manly enough unless you go through, unless you have all of this, like, masculine, like, all these masculine signifiers, essentially, yeah. like, yeah, like, identifiers. like. like yeah, cishet dudes, like, like we, we have like multiple layers of manhood that we like hoops we have to jump through, which is like, why, why make gender yeah. harder, man? Like, yeah, that's such a good point. Like, there's so, like, yeah, sure, okay, you were born with the equipment, but that's not enough. Oh no, like, are you strong? Are you a provider? Did you cry in the last year? Like, these, you know, these are you're only allowed to cry at like John Wayne movies. Like, you know, that's like, you're only allowed to, you know, only certain things, you know, like, like the day your child's born, you can shed a single tear and, you know, and it's just like, dude, like, I don't know, they're shutting off so many ways to be human mm -hmm. in order to like achieve this, this thing. And then like, it's the hoops never end and you can, and you can lose, yeah. you can lose it. Like, oh, you're not, you're not a real man. Like, oh yeah, you can like, totally have your a man dude can be revoked. in his fifties and like yeah. be told like, oh, it's not a real, you're not a real man. Like, right. Like, so there's like, it's all these layers that you have to like jump through. And I, I'm just tired of the whole race generally. Like, I'm like, why? Like, so what? Like I listened to a song today that was quite beautiful and I cried. Like that doesn't make me less of a man. Like, fuck you. Like I can lift more than probably most men at that conference. So but back off. I, I have the credentials <laughs> and I cry. So there beat that. Like, I'm just like, uh, so it just pisses me off this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It does very much feel like a race to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's sad. And I, you know, I said this, been saying this for weeks now, but I'm like, do they, do they know, they don't know that they're being grifted or they know and they're excited about it. And I'm not sure which is worse. I am the most grifted. <laughs> I paid the most to be here. Like, <laughs> right. 
okay, bud. It's like, yeah, congrats. You flew to Missouri. <laughs> Springfield, Missouri, no doubt. To uh, to uh, to prove your masculinity. Yeah, that's, that's your no offense that's your to our right. listeners in Missouri. You're, no, not at all. But it's like this is your rite of passage: is flying to Missouri. <laughs> that's yeah. To prove your masculinity by sitting in a crowd with a bunch of other dudes who are also like ragingly insecure and probably really mean to their kids. Yeah, yeah, that's like yeah, like it's just I have to be an asshole to everyone, including my children. Mm-hmm. You know. Like that's that's where I'm like, come on, man! Like this just isn't the way. This is actually making me think of Wild at Heart. Yes, yes. So Janice Legata on her podcast has been going through that book and I, yeah. and the and the lady version, which I keep I keep calling captivated. I'm like ca- captured, so, captive, cap- captive, held <laughs> <something>. captive. <laughs> It's not. It's captivating, I yeah. think. But yeah, she's and you know, I did I did an episode with her that it, it is ha- isn't up yet, but all of that to say, I because of that podcast I've now read ish like several chapters of that book and it's I'm really struck by what like what the way that he says real masculinity looks mm-hmm. and you know, one of the things that he does is he tries to like give these sort of everyday examples of ways to be masculine mm-hmm. and like ways to like fight, fight your, fight your war or whatever. And they're just so pathetic. It's like the shop charges you like says like they're, it's going to be 400 bucks and you get there and it's 500, like throw a fit to like make them, let them know you're a real man. Like, mm-hmm. That's your battle that you have to fight. Yeah. And it's like, it's really, um, it just, I don't even know how to explain this. It's just, it's so shallow, right? Like they're not aiming for anything. They're not actually challenging themselves. They're not actually trying to be uncomfortable. Like this conference is the opposite of that. They're trying to be as comfortable as possible because they are so fucking insecure. Mm Mm-hmm in their own masculinity that they have to be in a fucking safe space and they will pay hundreds or thousands of dollars to get there for a night basically. Yeah. And it's all, yeah, it's all just like very, it's all very performative and there's not any, like there's no depth to it. There's no actual challenge. It's like, Oh, you know, you should you should wake up at four thirty and go for a six mile run or whatever. Like if, you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. <laughs> at the end of the day, that's not that's not living to be like, oh well, I can lift a lot and I only eat raw organ meat. And oh god, this is what proves diet. My- don't get me started. <laughs> it's like this is this is what like proves my masculinity. It's like yeah, they're really they're really like. They're really telling you that you have the privilege of being in this cage that they've locked you in. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, I I mean, I've said this before. I'll say it again, you know, for people that maybe haven't heard. But, you know, like in those spaces, like one of the worst things that you can be considered is like gay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like because that's, you know. And I remember even like being with friends of mine and being like, I hope people don't think we're gay, you know. But it's like when I stopped being afraid of that and and I'm not gay, but like when I stopped being like, what if these other people that I'll never see again think I'm gay? Like my my life got so much better. Mm. Like my relationships got better. My just, you know, when I'm when I stopped being afraid that someone was going to come take my man card away, like just life is better. And and then you, you're not trying to constantly prove yourself. You're not trying to constantly be like, you know, because I, I signed up for one of those dumb lottery John Eldridge conferences. You know, they never picked me. But, you know, it's like and now that I look back on it, it's like, oh, that was going to be the thing that was going to make me a better man. You know, it's like, mm. no, like probably right. not. And I mean, masculinity is just like it's I don't know what to do with it, honestly. Like if I'm just going to be. Cause it's like, I, I mean, yeah, if, if that's what it is, if it's just raw, raw monster trucks and like, we're totally not gay, then, then I, okay, fine. I'll opt out. Like, I'm just not <laughs> like, I just, just don't, it's not worth it. This is not worth, it's not worth the effort. 
Right, exactly. And it's like, what do you get for it? You're like, you're more, cons- if you win, you're more constrained. Yeah, because then now, now, yeah, you're, you're at the top of the pyramid scheme. And now right. you've like, you've got a million eyes on you and you can't, you can't fuck up. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that does not sound like living to me. Totally. And I'm much more interested in living than performing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, I think there's a difference. And I think that that so much of this, so much of Christianity, so much of like the yeah. masculinity within Christianity and Western culture. And I say like American culture too, because I don't know that European, uh, so there's some, some European I mean, There's folks. some, but America really put it on steroids. Yeah. It's just like, the, yeah, the whole like so be a man thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's just all performative. I'd rather just live than perform mm-hmm. and, yeah. and be vulnerable with people that I can be vulnerable with. And, and I, I guess I can end on this. I, I find it interesting. Like, like when you like see like someone like Nick Offerman, like in an interview where he's like himself, he's not playing a character. He's a very masculine man for sure. But the way he talks about his wife, the way he talks about, you know, the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. like he's a very tender and kind person. Mm-hmm. And you can be both guys. Like, you can you don't have to like Ron Swanson is a character like a character that makes fun of men like that, like <laughs> not aspirational. But there there are a lot of, you know, I think I think men that that do embody like masculine traits that are also tender and kind. And I think that's that's also masculine you know, like to me. And I don't know, whatever this stronger men's like circle jerk, I just I'm not interested in it. <laughs> Cool. I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah. Anything to add? No. All right. No, you nailed it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's punt to some capitalism then. Watch. We'll get an ad for that fucking conference. I'll um, take their money. Yeah. I'll take their money. Sure. I guess. But I apologize if, if we're inflicting it on our listeners. But anyway, we'll uh, punt to capitalism for a little bit and then we'll get back to some patrons and then we're going to like hate read a letter of Paul. So sounds fun. Hey, everybody. Thanks for putting up with some capitalism. I hope that you were blessed by the algorithm and given the exact right thing you needed to buy Mm -hmm. to find emotional fulfillment and not hate yourself so much. Uh, (laughs) Oh, God, it's bleak. (laughs) I mean, that's what it is. It's true. Um, That is true. Yeah. So if you are, if you are, if you have been enjoying the show, we would really appreciate it. If you would help us out in one of many ways, only one of which requires money. And we're not actually a cult. We just like pretend to be a cult on the show. Yeah. To be clear. Every once in a while. <laughs> we don't actually want anything from you. <laughs> yes. Anyway, all that to say, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash go home Bible. Those folks are all the people who honestly like make the show happen. <laughs> Cause <Yep. laughs> like, you know, kind of wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do it without y'all. So Thank you to all of our all of our patrons that that have been helping us out there. Again, if you want to be able to support us in that way, patreon.com slash go home bible. You can also leave reviews. Reviews are good. Write some nice things. Tell us what your favorite episode is. Tell us about a Bible story you think we should do. If you're so, you know, if you're so inclined. And um, or you can just text text this episode to a friend that you think might like it or that you think should maybe not go to that conference next year in Sad Man Town, Missouri. And yeah. Any any or all of those would be very, very appreciated. And uh speaking of appreciation, I think we have someone to appreciate. Yes, we do. This we week. we have a new patron who is a youth pastor. Um, uh, the youth pastor tier. So we welcome them to the staff of the second church of the drunken Bible. We pay really well. You guys. Yeah. This is one of those internships that you pay for, uh, <laughs> for the uh, exposure. Um, yep. So, but this is uh, Noah and we really appreciate their support. And Noah. because they are youth pastor, they get a life first. As you all know, we give life verses out to our youth pastors and above. It's uh, directly from the Lord, mediated to you by us through 
the age-old practice of bibliomancy. Uh, Slash drinking a little bit before we start recording. Yeah, a little bit of that too. So I'm going to go ahead and randomly flip to a verse here. And Noah, this will be your verse forever. All right. Okay, here we go. This is uh, Second Chronicles, uh, chapter 29. That's how you know it's going to be good. Verse 36. Are you ready, Noah? All right. Hezekiah and all the people rejoiced at what God had brought about for his people because it was done so quickly. It's a first for the Lord, I must say. <laughs> first time for everything. This um, is that. So uh, whatever you're about to do, do quickly, Noah. <laughs> yeah, you really got to you really got to get a jump on it because every once in a while, the Lord wakes up from his drunken stupor does a thing. And, and just does a thing real quickly. He's, he's, got, he's got ADHD, man. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Just and really needs slow a lot of naps. until he's not. Yep. So, Absolutely. all right. Well, thank you so much, Noah, and for all of our yeah, patrons. Thank you. Really appreciate it. So, I feel like I feel like what we're about to do, which is go not quite line by line. Hey, read the Bible through First Timothy. Um, <laughs> when I think of a drinking game for this, I part, I just want to say like every time Paul opens his mouth, this one's rough. But I think honestly, I think maybe whenever you decide that. Whenever you think that Christianity would have been a lot better if this wasn't in the Bible. Mm, this whole book. This whole particular letter. Go ahead and take a little drink or do a push up or drink a water, you know, whatever it is that you do. Because we're going to go through First Timothy. We're going to do it in two parts. So there's going to be a part one, which is this, and there'll be a part two, which is next week. Um, First Timothy part one. Part one. Yes. Okay. To give a little background on Timothy. Not that little bitch. <laughs> so this book may, I mean, this is going to shock some of you, might not have been written by Paul. <laughs> it's one of the ones that's disputed. So there's, I think, um, gosh, I think 13 letters of Paul. And, you know, about six of them are like, yeah, we're pretty sure that's Paul. And there's another six that are like, mm, uh, maybe, probably not. And then, you know, there's a couple in the middle that are like, eh, it could go either way. Uh, this is one of those ones that's pretty clearly like, uh, like a lot, like even more conservative biblical scholars that are at least willing to do it are willing to say like, yeah, this one's a little odd duck in the, in what's called the Pauline corpus. If you want to mm. use that word, a lot of it is just due to the grammar, the Greek, just it, it's not, it's like you can tell, like you've read letters in English before. And you can tell when a letter's been read, you know, written by somebody because it's the way they talk, the way that they, you know, use words, and the way that they put string thoughts together. And are, then you talking, by... are you talking about that Nigerian prince I've been emailing for seventeen years? Yeah, he probably has a very consistent <laughs> it's story. Very inconsistent, actually, <laughs> it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, the, the inconsistency is the part that is consistent. Yeah, um, exactly. So, and I actually, because I went to, I went to, well, I went to a very conservative college and I went to a slightly more, uh, I wouldn't say liberal, but like more level-headed seminary. And I remember in college, it was very much like, nope, this was, it says it was written by Paul. It's in the Bible. Therefore, it must be written by Paul. Like that's, huh, okay. that's. Because that, the Bible can't be wrong. Because the Bible can't be wrong. Whereas in grad school, we had a lot more freedom to be like, mm, let's talk about this. Like. It's um, pseudepigrapha. <laughs> We're just going to pull out a bunch of like fancy words. It was pretty common in the in the Roman Empire in this era. Like you would write, yeah. kind of channeling a person, or you know, I'm writing this in the style of Paul, or I'm writing this in like the tradition of Paul. And so I'm going to just is say like, like the original spaceman blue check. You just pay for it and yes. you got it. It's yes. fine. Yeah, just like the blue checks on Twitter. It's like, hey, you know, I. I say I'm Eli Lilly Foundation, therefore I am the Eli Lilly Foundation. <laughs> so, Aww. yeah, I mean, and and there there was debate. I remember even in seminary about like, is that is that okay to have that in the Bible? Like to know that there's a a book that's essentially like what we would call lying, but what you know, <clears throat> like the first century would not have considered that a lie in the same right. way that we do now. I say all that to say like. 
I actually Mason Meninga had a video that came out. I haven't watched it. I've just seen the title card. That's like, I like Paul. I think one of the premises is like actual Paul. We might not have as many problems with mm, it's the yeah. like, it's the like hangers on that came later that like we're writing in the name of Paul that say the most problematic things. Got it. Particularly when it comes to women, particularly when it comes to the way a church is organized. A lot of the club reverses, even for um, yeah. LGBTQIA folks, are in this kind of this gen- this genre. So, because like OG Paul in Galatians, like there's no Jew and Gentile, there's no slave and free, there's no male and female. Like, and then Kinda later, on, and yeah, and then later on, it's like mm, wives submit to your husbands. <laughs> And, and like in this book, you know, that we're going to get into women probably shouldn't speak in church. And so that's that's where it's like, I don't, is this the same person or are these people coming back later to kind of like sanitize and organize this movement that this reckless person, Paul, started? I am kind of I'm kind of interested, like if there were at some point, like if there was some point proof found that like this wasn't written by Paul and it was literally just some random <laughs> the way that that would like break there. I mean, they wouldn't believe it. Right. We're no. we 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 we're beyond that point. Right. It's like I can look and see a thing and that is not what is actually happening. So but I would still be entertained if it was just some random asshole. That would be funny. Some like dude named Jim who was just mm-hmm. like writing a manifesto in his basement. Like, oh, this, this, let's let's send this out. I mean, I'm sure someone paid him to write it. If he could, if he could actually read and write, I'm sure he got paid by someone. So yeah. you know. So are, are you ready to get into this? I don't know. If, do you want to kind of start, and then we can just. I'm ready to get into it. I All don't right. know if I don't know if I'm ready to start. That <laughs> that seems a little bit like it seems like a little bit of a leap. <laughs> yeah. This is Paul. Paul is Paul is Paul is a messy bitch who loves drama. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, the I do I do think that it is, you know, he's 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 a funny dude. Like when he writes stuff, it's it's bizarre, like how lo- it's bizarre how long these letters are. If you think about them having to be written by hand on like <laughs> on papyrus or, like or something or papyrus and stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah. And it's just like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Not, I don't know. Is it, is it completely out of the ordinary that Paul starts, starts off by like, this is a letter from Paul to Timothy maps, maps, maps. <laughs> I told yeah. you to go here. I told you to stay here. I told you I was coming back, but I decided not to. <laughs> yeah. Like, this seems to be a theme. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I made that up, but yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely how he starts out. It's like it's like I told you to remain in Ephesus. <laughs> it's like okay, which I mean, in that way, it kind of lends itself to maybe being authentic because it's mm-hmm. it's it's not like this is a weird kind of personal note attack. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. But like some have strayed and turned away, you know, like, so yeah, it starts out like the general Paul, like, hi, I'm Paul. Here's my titles that I gave to myself. (laughs) I mean, obviously, Jesus is already gone by the time he showed up. Yeah. To Timothy, my genuine child in the faith. Like, okay, creepy. You know, anyway, so. You're not my, you're you're not my real dad. Yeah. Like Paul circumcised Timothy, which can we talk about that for a second? I mean, it's not a, it's not an episode. It's uh, of, uh, it's so a little without, distressing. But, it's very on brand for the Bible, though. But like, well, because Paul again, like, this is where like Paul becomes this odd character who's like, right. is is Paul like is Paul like six people that we kind of kludged together mm. into one? Because you know you have writings of Paul that are like circumcision means nothing. Who cares? But then he's like, I'm going to circumcise this boy. Like <laughs> this one, I'm going to circumcise. Like so, it's like wh- which is it? And, you know, this is why you pay the big bucks to go to seminary to learn how to argue Ask more ar- questions, argue about that. Yeah. So so yeah, he's like, so. hey, we're in Ma- you're I was leaving for Macedonia and you were supposed to stay in Ephesus and and See, struct- fight people on theology. Yeah. And, and, you know, keep people from spreading false teachings and not occupy themselves with myths and genealogies because apparently you know like ancestry.com was was 
messier back then. And like, yeah, he's just like, everyone needs to be about business, you, you know, like aim for, you know, like, and so be, then he says like the aim of our instructions is verse five, um, chapter one is love that comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and sincere faith. Like this sounds, things sound nice, you know, and right. some of us, some have strayed and turned to empty discussion. Like, okay. Like you want to be practical. Like that's, these are great, you know? Yeah. Valid critique. Yeah. But then he's like, you know, these people are, want to be teachers of the law. And then here we go, Paul ready. Like, <laughs> you know, but we know that the law is good for someone who uses it legitimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul. Wow. That's, <laughs> That's not going to be used poorly centuries later. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, law uh-huh. is not intended for the righteous person, but for lawless and rebellious people. Oh, God. Again, like, you know, like, we get to do whatever we want. You have to follow the laws, which is like the GOP strategy. Yeah. You know, and then like, yeah, you know, the laws for all these awful people. And he lists, you know, has this nice list. And, you know, and this is this is where we get the kind of famous clobber passage, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the laws for lawless, ungodly sinners, you know, unholy and profane, those who kill their fathers and mothers, murderers, sexually immoral people. And then this translation, the new English translation says practicing homosexuals. But there's a footnote like this. um, our Sinecote, I forget what the, um, you know, like we don't know what that means. <laughs> like we don't know what that ver- word means. Probably so definitely best to go with, with gay people. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Like best to be like, I mean, it does. It, there are homosexual overtones to that word for sure. Um, I think it's, you know, but it's probably referring to pedastry, which was, pretty common practice where mm-hmm. male teachers would teach their young boy students how to have sex with them like right yeah which a uh, good job paul way to condemn that but could you have used a better word so that like in the 1950s people wouldn't be like hey let's put homosexual in here that makes sense uh-huh it's almost like he didn't know other people were going to be reading this and certainly not like that people 2000 years later would be reading it and being like, this is God's word. <laughs> Cause uh-huh. if you did know that, would you have been so unclear? And then would you have bitched about like leaving for Macedonia? You know, <laughs> right? what are people 2000 years from now in a society that I can't even imagine what are they going to do with this? Yeah. Like Timothy, I told you to stay in Ephesus and do these things. And you, you know, and one of them is don't like gay people. Like, you know, that's like, yeah. Practicing homosexual. And then like kidnappers, liars, perjurers, like, you know, and you know, anyway, yeah. Seems like a really big spectrum. It's like everybody from like saying someone who says fuck to someone who commits murder or like does slavery. Yeah. A little light slavery. The the bucket seems a little too large to be meaningful. Yeah. Also, the this whole kidnappers part. um, This is in like verse ten. For those are following along, we're only ten verses in. I've seen that used by like the slavery isn't wrong people to be like only catching people for slavery is wrong. Like (laughs) because Paul said kidnappers, he didn't say slaveholders. So like details, man, how, how does one get slaves magic? <laughs> Just, you know, like, you know, if they're born slaves, you can keep them. But if you had to catch them, then that's wrong. Like, come on, guys. Like, this is where I'm like, it's such a reach. Like so much of this stuff is such a reach. Yeah. It's like you're not even like even in this very problematic letter, you're not even making sense. So. We're only on verse 12. But yeah, oh, and then he just goes on. Weird. What? <laughs> like he's getting really weird. Yeah, he's getting really weird. And then he just kind of goes on. He's like, you know, even though I was formerly a blasphemer and persecutor and arrogant, I was a terrible, filthy person. But I was, you know, treated, you know, with mercy because I acted, you know, like, like, actually, this is interesting. So Paul's like, yeah. I was a terrible person, but God treated me with mercy because I acted ignorantly. And my unbelief, 
that's that's an interesting way to frame that paul really and then he says you know christ came into the world to save sinners and i am the worst of them you know and that's like supposed to be something that we were supposed to do and i'm gonna skip around a little bit we don't have to do every single fucking line in this letter but yeah but i i I find it interesting that he, he gets to verse 18 he's like i put this charge before you timothy my child which is like again like why does timothy i wonder what timothy feels about this like Timothy on board with this in keeping with the prophecies once spoken about you, which is like, I'm sorry, like maybe you've not experienced this Tori. Have you had prophecies spoken about you that like, like you had to fulfill? Yes. Or you were a disappointment. I was, I was raised in charismatic churches. So yes, I have stupid. It is ridiculous. He's, but this is like really truly like this last little bit of, of chapter one. He's like, so all over the place. Like, you, Timothy, had like all these prophecies prophesied over him. And then it's like, you're supposed to wage good warfare and hold on to the faith and have a good conscience. And then he says, some of these fuckers have like rejected this and they've shipwrecked their faith. And I've handed them over Hymen- to Satan. Hy- Hymenaeus, I don't know, yeah. and Alexander whom I've handed over to Satan so that they may learn not to blaspheme. Like, what did you, Paul, you're in Macedonia. How did you hand these dudes to Satan? Yeah. Like, I explain yourself. I want to hear a gospel according to Hymenaeus. I want to know so what, what this was. What was it like when Paul handed you to Satan? Yeah, what was that like? He's like, best day of my life. <laughs> the fucker would well, not stop like- calling me his child. And then when I finally got rid of him, it's great. So chapter two, you want to take the lead on this one? Yeah. I mean, are you allowed to take the lead on this one? Because, you know, I'm not. I don't have a gender, so it's fine. (laughs) Oh, that's fine. That's right. That's Um, the loophole right there. Yeah, it is. I found I found the one loophole. (laughs) You don't claim Uh, to be a woman. You can speak in church. There you go. This is it's in the Bible. First of all, Paul says he's like. I want you to, well, this is actually interesting. Okay. So it starts out with all people. First of all, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Which I'm like, nobody ever stopped there. It was just like, because that's the end of the verse. Mm-hmm. But they weren't really into that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, everybody, actually, you guys, everybody, not just kings and people in high positions. He's like, all people and kings and people in high positions so that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life it's like this is good and pleasing in the sight of god who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth and then he just like does this you know the god and jesus and jesus was the reason that you know he gave himself as a ransom so that the rest of us could be saved and he's like for this i was appointed a preacher and an apostle which paul you appointed yourself uh an apostle mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and, and then the he's apostles. like in parentheses I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying. Yeah. <laughs> what someone who is not lying always says. I'm yeah. telling the truth. I'm not hey, lying. Guys, I'm really telling the truth here. I'm not lying. I'm definitely an apostle. Like, <laughs> No, not even like I'm definitely an apostle. Like I was appointed an apostle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not lying. Sure I'm not lying. Were. Telling the truth. And then he's like, talks like and a teacher of the gentiles in faith and truth and then uh yeah and he's like i want everyone to pray lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling so like yeah that's interesting like the segue here is really interesting to me so Uh uh-huh so it's like so i want the men in every place to pray lifting up holy hands without anger or dispute Likewise, the women are to dress in suitable apparel. Like, <laughs> this is the same thing. Like, and another thing. <laughs> and the same thing, but for ladies. Oh, wear man. clothes. Yeah. And this is, this is always really, really interesting to me because just because of like the contact, the really weird context I was raised in where it's like, you know, women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold and pearls or costly attire. Uh, another verse that is just completely fucking ignored by, yeah. <laughs> by evangelicals, even the ones that, uh, even the ones that are like, Oh yeah, no. See, Paul says right here, you can't be gay and women can't preach. And also I let my wife spend 
tens of thousands of dollars at the jewelry store every year. Yeah, I've seen I've, I've seen old ladies and more jewelry in churches than anywhere else. Like, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, I don't actually think that that's a bad thing necessarily. Yeah, I do think it's a bad thing that you're like saying for some reason men don't quarrel and women you're all nasty whores put some clothes on (laughs) yeah like the the, somehow those things are analogous i don't get i will say that typically in the bible like when it urges women to be modest it's actually urging them to not have ostentatious displays of wealth Mm, and has very little to do to like wearing yoga pants so in in that respect it's like yeah that is interesting but yeah we like we look at it with western eyes and go like oh modesty yeah don't show your tits right right yeah for sure (laughs) and then he says let uh let a woman a woman one singular learn quietly with all submissiveness i do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. Is that is that why? That's why? The segues are just wild in this book. <laughs> it's like, because the animals came before Adam. So, mm-hmm. checkmate? Yeah. I don't know. Like, what are you doing here, Paul? <laughs> no, Jupiter came before them. Like, <laughs> it's like, he's like, Adam wasn't deceived. The woman was deceived. This is this is like really interesting, like anti. It's like a very sort of like sexist propaganda. E mm-hmm. is how it feels yeah. to me, right? Of like, you know, Adam didn't do anything wrong. It was just Eve, and like she was, it's like she was the one that got fooled. Adam wasn't fooled. Like he, so 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 he made the choice, like in with full knowledge of what he was doing, and that makes it better. Yeah, like. And also, like, the text is pretty clear that Adam was there the whole time, right, for one. Exactly. And two, like, I mean, if you're going to go with the Christian interpretation, like, Eve was deceived by, like, the Lord of Darkness himself. Right. And all it took for Adam to be deceived was, like, a, a woman saying, hey, want an apple? Like, <laughs> so I think Eve is fine. And Adam's a whiny bitch. Well, I mean, I don't even know. Like, I kind of feel like they turned Adam into a whiny bitch so that they could demonize Eve. But that's just, that's just. That's that, just I suppose name. that's fair. Like, <laughs> everyone I loses. Mean, yeah. Excuse me. Everyone actually loses. And it says, yet she, and I'm like, are we talking about a woman? Or are we talking about Eve specifically? Will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith. Oops. Turning the page. Faith and love and holiness. The self-control. It's self-control like, was mentioned a bunch there. So ladies, make sure you're self-controlled. Which is really, yeah, anyway. Because men don't struggle so, with self-control at all. No, no, men have men have themselves controlled 100% of the time. I am really, really fascinated by this line of like, because this definitely got like shoved, shoved down our throats, you know, growing mm-hmm. up and, and as adults this kind of like anti-woman screed that Paul goes on here that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. But nobody ever said like, because verse 15 says, yet she'll be saved through childbearing. And it's like, well, that's doesn't line up with the gospel in any way, shape or form that I am aware of. Yeah. Like saved from what, sir? Like it's not, we're not talking about salvation here. Because that's not that's not that's not a prerequisite for salvation, childbearing. Yeah. And it's it's hard, like, because this particular one, like, it's I think if if I'm remembering right, like it could be she will be preserved through childbearing. It could also be she will be saved in spite of childbearing, which is. Those are different. (laughs) And. Both, both weird. Both are weird. Yes. In spite of like, yeah. Like, sorry you, sorry you had kids, but I guess we'll let it slide this time. Like, what? Yeah. Or in spite of the fact that, like, because I think it could be more of like the childbearing being a product of the sin of Eve, you know. So, in spite of the fact that you are cursed to bear children, you <laughs> will be saved. Like, I mean, that's still like. 
weird it's still weird yeah i'm i i don't know like i'm i'm having a hard time kind of putting myself in a position of like being in that context and being able to understand like what he's even saying here yeah like there's uh, like the footnote on this i'm just kind of like kind of skimming a little bit but it's like it's it's practically a book they're actually the footnote i think is longer than the entire chapter like, oh wow okay okay because it, it's just it's so long because it like it's a very difficult the greek is just so odd and mm. it's and again it's like one of those things that's like uh this is rough you know if she continues in faith and, and like is it talking and also like yeah the you pointed it out in verse 11 it it does shift to a singular like a woman mm-hmm. and it's possible that Paul was talking about a particular whoever this person was was talking about a particular woman needs to be quiet right and a particular woman needs to have self-control and then he just went on this general screed about women and childbearing afterwards you know like things he's clearly an expert on (laughs) yeah yeah and so yeah is it should it be rendered you know, I don't prevent a woman to exercise authority over man, or I do not allow that woman. Mm, interesting. And and that's, I mean, and that's a stretch for me to even say that because there are other people that would counter that, and that's and that's fine. But it's just, I, I do think there's room for debate at least. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It does not say women in English. Like once it gets to eleven, it's like woman, 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 woman. She, singular, mm-hmm. <laughs> not them. Yeah, I think it does switch back to plural at one point, but it's it, it like the, like even that it shifts. Like I feel like that should be significant and called out, but it's not often. Yeah, yeah. So <sighs> so yeah, I mean, again, like take a drink, y'all, because if this wasn't in here, if like Timothy just First Timothy just didn't exist, like I feel like the church would be a very different place. Mm-hmm. So let's let's move on to chapter three, unless you have more to say on chapter two. No, Sorry. no. You're like, no, I'm just like, I'm confusion. I got nothing else. <laughs> yeah. And uh, more and questions than answers. They keep saying over and over, like this saying is trustworthy. Here's a worthy saying, you know, but like the, it's not a saying. Um, <laughs> it's You're about to say it. Yeah. Like, here's a trustworthy saying. If someone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires good work. Like, is that a saying? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, like I feel um, like you made that up. Yeah. And and here's where like it starts to break down the idea that Paul wrote this because it's talking mm. about like overseers and deacons and all these like offices in the church structure that it oh, really strains yeah. credibility to believe that the church was this organized in Paul's lifetime. Yeah. You know, when yeah. it's and so that's where it's like really like this feels like this feels odd. So and in here, like same thing, like the overseer must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, temperate, self-controlled. Like, I mean, like these are all verses that get used as like Mm -hmm. clobber verses for various reasons, you know, but like also like above reproach, like, well, there's, you know, Donald Trump's canceled then Um, (laughs) husband of one wife again, canceled. Temperate, canceled, self-controlled, nope. Respectable, nope. Hospitable, nope. An able teacher, nope. Not a drunkard. He doesn't drink. That's true. Not violent, no. He's pretty violent. Gentle, nope. Courteous, nope. Free from the love of money, nope. <laughs> like, why is this their guy? Manage his own house well and keep his children in control without losing his dignity, nope. <laughs> like you know like good stuff do they read this book i don't think they do i don't i don't think they do i don't think they do they sit and let someone read it to them for 20 minutes once a week and and here's actually here's interesting like and he must be thought well of by those outside the faith oh damn like when when has anyone ever heard that as a criteria for anything for anything like yeah because there was when i lived in uh cedar rapids uh iowa there was basically a mosque like almost like like catty corner like on the like 
like you could see, I could see it from our church. No relationship between our church and that mosque, by the way. Probably um, maybe by the mosque's <laughs> desire. I might not just, but like imagine a criteria being of a good pastor, like Muslims, Buddhists, people in our community, pagans in our community think think well of them. Mm-hmm. Like that's a requirement. It's part of your yeah. job. Yeah. Um, that's not taught for sure. No, it's not. But I do, I do want to use this as like a reverse, reverse clobber verse for anybody who comes after me now going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. <laughs> like, first. Well, you're not being very hospitable mm-hmm. and you're not thought well of by people outside of the church, namely me. Yeah. Therefore, Paul says, I don't have to listen to anything you say. Yeah. You're not a worthy overseer. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Yep. Can't be wrong. Yeah. And then like deacons likes, like my, you know, so it's like deacons. It's like this separate office. Okay. That's weird. You know, but it's like same, you know, they kind of have the same, honestly, they have the same criteria. I don't really know why. I mean, it's just, it's just said differently. You know, not given to, okay, so instead of not drunkards, they're not given to excessive drinking. Like, oh, such a fine distinction. Although it does say, likewise, also their wives, plural, <laughs> must be dignified. So I guess if you're a deacon, you can have more than one. I don't think that's Paul's intention to mean that, but I'm just going to interpret it that way. I mean, it does oh. not say that a deacon can only have one wife. Does it, it? it does later. I, he does clarify. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, well. Their wives. Oh yes, oh, husband wait. of one wife. Husbands of one wife. Good managers of their children. You Which know. What does that mean? That's so fucked up. Yeah, like, yeah. Like manage your children and your household. For sure. <laughs> they're, they're, they're both your assets. And the funny thing is, is, like, this is all part of the introduction. Like, like, because he's like, I hope to come to you soon, but I'm writing this instruction to you in case I'm delayed to let you know how people ought to conduct themselves. <laughs> You know, now that I'm thinking about it, it does kind of seem nice that Paul was always like, you know, in case I don't, I'm going to be there, but in case I don't make it every single letter, he's yeah. like, I was trying to get there. And he was very aware of his inability to get places on time. And I respect that. Yeah. And, and he thought ahead, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. And then he, you know, gives him a little poem. <laughs> it's funny. I find it funny it's that like verse 16 poem. is he's like, and we all agree. <laughs> Our religion contains amazing revelation. Here's the amazing revelation. He was revealed in the flesh, vindicated by the spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, taken up into glory. Maybe I've just been exposed to this too much, but I don't feel like that's an amazing revelation. (laughs) I also don't feel like all of that stuff had happened (laughs) at the time this was written. Yeah, yeah. Well, so like, what is vindicated by the spirit? What did he need to be vindicated from by for? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I'm confused. Yeah, I am confusion. So yeah, so this has been a this has been a hate read of this book. Shitty books that Paul wrote, <laughs> Volume One. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting that like so much bad or so much like of yeah those clobber verses or like the the seeds of poor theology mm-hmm. are yeah. in this very small collection um he just yeah he really kind of like rams it all in at yeah, once like the the bad takes on the lgbtqia folks women like odd odd qualifications for leaders it's like dudes can run amok but if you're a lady and not so much yeah it is funny that like the only thing like overseers and deacons like well like i've heard don't drink and be a husband of one wife i've never heard some of the other qualifications being ones that were like yeah yeah we can't have you because you're violent you have too many guns Mm -hmm. so not quarrelsome I think quarrelsome is like a feature now. Right. Can you get on Twitter wars with atheists? Oh, you're in. <laughs> so he must not be a recent convert. This is also a strike against Trump. Yeah. It's also a strike against this being written by Paul because everyone was a recent <laughs> convert. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. It's like, when were you converted? It's like, oh, you know. 
last year. It's like, no, you're Bye, out. Paul. It's like, but, but, but Jesus like literally just left. Like you can still see the trail in the sky. Like, the chem, what the do you mean? Trail. It's not, it's not been long enough. <laughs> he just like, he just evaporates in the mist. You can still see the heavenly chemtrail. <laughs> oh man. So anything to add to this before we close no. it up? That was real weird. Don't love it. Still don't like Paul. Might come around. That, yeah. This, this isn't doing it for me. Maybe we can do a, an authentic letter of Paul next. That might. After our series. After our. Getting through <laughs> Timothy. I think I can only do one more of these and then we need to go back to something else. And then we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do another one of these. But I'm like, yeah, this is the most detailed Bible I've done in a long time. And that's, mm-hmm. this is enough. So. Well, thanks everybody for sticking through, and and also, yeah, I mean, it's it is. I when I think about some of the terrible theology and like the fact that it's it, a lot of it just stems from this just one book that was probably not written by Paul. Yeah, it's fucking wild. So I'm gonna go drink about that now. And excellent, love this. Uh, hope you all have a wonderful week. Don't forget if you are able, uh, Patreon.com/slash/GoHomeBible. If not, give us a review. Uh, share us amongst your friends. We would love to have some more listeners and some more folks jumping in and joining our not real cult uh, cult. You know, that's what a real cult would say. I'm not a cult. We're not a cult. <laughs> I promise. I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. Here's a trustworthy saying. I'm not a cult. I'm not a cult. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's really funny. All right. What's folks. funny about that actually yeah. is that Christianity was technically a cult when this it was. Written. Yes. A mystery so, cult, even. Um, a mystery cult. Cool. Good alrighty. times. Well, go enjoy yourselves. Enjoy some sunshine. Anything, really. And uh, we'll see you next week. 